Welcome to a Straits Times Sports Podcast Special. The World Cup starts in Russia on June the 14th. The location alone is giving some cause for concern, but closer to home, it has been down to how much we will have to pay to watch. Well, praise be, like the Avengers assembling to protect us from some vast, awful entity, the triumvirate of Singtel, Starhub and MediaCore combined powers to bring down the cost of watching the World Cup to just $94. That's for the early bird special. I'm Jonathan Roberts, and to discuss this with me is ST Sports correspondent David Lee. David, hello. Hello. So, is this a good move? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is a win-win situation for all involved. The broadcasters, as well as the fans. The fans don't have to pay more. The broadcasters, they share the cost. You know, I think it's a win-win situation. I mean, this is the first time since 2002 that there has not been a raise in cost. But, I mean, the question is, why has this not happened sooner? I mean, surely they could have got their act together earlier. Sometimes you just have to learn from your mistakes, right? So we look back at 2014 when... Singtel got ahead of StarHub to win exclusive rights for the World Cup broadcast rights. And they probably found out that having to shoulder the burden of the cost alone is not going to work. It's not practical. And we've seen subscription rates uh, dip more than 20% to 100,000 households in 2014. So they probably figured, you know, might as well team up, go for a joint bid and share the cost together. Well, to be fair, and for anyone listening who may be wondering, whoever wins the bid to screen the World Cup, they're not just coming up with this figure arbitrarily. They have to buy the rights from... Yeah, in front, who holds the TV rights. Yeah, yeah. and whatever that price they've set for this particular region, right. they have to obviously make some money from it. But clearly the audience for this is shrinking, even though this is going to be the first World Cup since, I think, 2002, where... It's a bit more viewer-friendly. Yeah, I think so. Um, if you look at the schedules, I think the games are split between 8pm, 11pm and 2am for Russia compared to the more unearthly hours um, four years ago in Brazil. And yeah, it just does not make sense for the broadcasters to outbid, try to outbid each other, force the price up for themselves as well as um, the viewers. So the good thing for this is that the key matches, the semi-finals and the final, are going to be free to air. Yep. Uh, which means that expect quite a few people down at the coffee shop at whatever time they're screening yeah, it. Sure. I, I mean, uh, MediaCorp are offering nine free-to-air matches, nine matches free-to-air rather. The opener, five group games, two semi-finals and the final. Of course, I mean, if, if that's what you're going for, then by all means, just watch it for free. But, you know, the World Cup is once every four years. There, there can be interesting matchups in the group stages, in the knockout rounds, round 16, quarterfinals. There might be surprises, you know, like Iceland, Nigeria, whom you want to follow. So I, I think, you know, different strokes for different folks. It's once every four years, $94. 64 games, it works out to about 150 per game. So I, I think if you can pay $100 for a football, uh, football jersey, I think $94 is perfectly reasonable. But while some people can see this as a coming together of three disparate forces or frenemies, if you like, coming together to help the Singapore public, the fact is, I mean, they had very little choice 
but to do this, right? I think they might have had some room to manoeuvre in terms of uh, where price was concerned. I think if you look at what the speculation was before the announcement, people were bending about the figure $150. So I think if there had been a marginal increase uh, of a few dollars, I think people would still find that acceptable and reasonable. Okay, given the technology that's around today, surely there are so many other options. I mean, not all of them legal, but we have to face facts that a lot of people would, whether they stream it on whatever dodgy service or or semi-legit service, they would go for that. Yeah, like I said before, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, uh, if you don't want to pay, you don't have to. You can go to the community centres, McDonald's, uh, coffee shops, if you just want to watch a game or two. Um, but, and and of course, if you can put up with uh, the dodgy streaming services, you know, unstable streaming and alien commentary, you know, they can be in Arabic, Thai, languages that you don't know, then sure, by all means. But, you know, if you want a stable service, uh, 64 games, from the comfort of your home or on your mobile devices, then I think, you know, $94 is a perfectly reasonable amount to pay. Okay, the general reaction to this appears to be one of, I'd have to say, genuine surprise. Yeah, it is. It is a surprise. If you look at the region uh, who are paying to watch the World Cup, prices have generally gone up uh, in, in places like Malaysia, Hong Kong, Australia. They've all gone up. So it does come as a surprise that, you know, the prices have remained the same here in Singapore. And you, of course, you don't have to give credit for common sense, but I think, you know, it's good that the three broadcasters are working together and, and we're seeing some teamwork here for, for the good of the consumers and for themselves. Okay, so going off your calculations, that is one fifty per match. That's right. And there are six matches per group, which works out at about uh, don't don't write in if I've got this wrong, but it's yeah. uh, off the top of my head nine dollars. What is a good nine dollars to spend? Yeah, if you look at Group C, it's uh, probably if you go by FIFA rankings, highest highest ranked group. Uh, it's got France, Denmark, Peru, and Australia. That'll be good to watch out. The underdog there will be Peru, obviously. They've done very well. Group D, so-called group of death, with Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Again, Special shout-out for Iceland. Yeah, again, you know, three different continents represented there. And, of course, you if you're an England fan, Group G, England versus Belgium. Yes, and let's see how quickly England get knocked out this time. Okay, but uh, it's worth saying as well that David is going to be our correspondent in Russia. Whereabouts are you going to be? All over the place, actually. Starts off in Moscow for the opener between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Then on to Sochi for the biggest group game, Portugal and Spain. And then um, bits and bobs all around Russia. And have you been brushing up on your Russian? Um, a little bit. Privyet, spasiba. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, keep on brushing. Okay, thanks, David, for discussing this with us. You're welcome. Uh, Good luck in Russia. We look forward to your reports. And look out for more podcasts at straightstimes.com. And if you've got any comments about this particular episode, send your queries, comments, and abuse to podcasts at sbh.com.sg. 
and do look out for the next sports podcast when it comes out. Thanks for listening. Bye.